Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are located in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and our mission is for you to know God and make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how you can partner with us, please go to fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. Praise the Lord. So good to be here and thank you for all your kindnesses. I want you all to know, just like what Pastor Mike said, that's the way we all three of us feel. Without you, this place wouldn't be what it is. We know that we all have the same heart and our heart is that Jesus will come to know him and to make him known. And as we've been praying and seeking him, he's been coming to all of us and our lives have been changed. And I'm just amazed at what God has been doing and how quickly he's been answering some things that just so quickly come up and and prayer goes up and it's not anyone gets the glory, it's Jesus gets the glory because we're just obeying his word. He said, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. Jesus wants to make himself real to us. He wants us to know his greatness and his loving heart and oh, hallelujah, what a joy and a privilege it is to serve him and live for him. And so I want to thank the Lord for all of you and your kindnesses, but most of all that we're a team together to seek him and to find him. And this morning I just wanted to share a little bit that was on my heart, and that's on prayer. I want to talk just a little bit about some types of prayer that the Word of God tells us about. Prayer is key. Really, this church is what's happening in this place is because of prayer, not only just by the pastors, but by others. And that's why we keep emphasizing Jesus and prayer and the word of God. There has to be a balance. And as you take that, as you learn to pray, as you learn to love the word of God, your life has changed and where God has brought us together to believe, to see mighty victories won for his kingdom. The enemy is out telling all kinds of things, and we know that the enemy is defeated, and we know that Jesus is in charge, but we as the children of God, God has given us weapons and has placed things into our hands, and one of them is the word of God, and he's given us the weapon of prayer, and we as the body of Christ have to take what God has given us and to march forward together in unity to see these victories won for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid of all this stuff that we're hearing about because I know that if Christians will pray, God will turn things around and we'll see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to clap too. But I am thankful that we do hear. I appreciate some of the different ones that have posted things and have told us things. And and so we're aware of what's happening. We don't want to just be blinded to what's happening around us. But God wants us to know what's happening. But he wants us to take what he's given us and to pray and to the word of God. I have something that I wrote down. I want to read this. It's just a little short sentence. And this is about... um, having a hearing ear. Now this has to do with prayer. God has given us the weapon of prayer and we're to pray. He's given us the word of God. And I wrote down this, how important it is to have the hearing ear. It says we must develop obedience to what we already know to do God's will. 
When we seek God to know his will, when we go to prayer and say, Lord, what do you want? And then the Bible in Revelation, it talks about he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. There were seven churches, and there was a message given to them. They were told how they were doing well. They were told in areas that God wanted to help to change them and improve them and to make them to follow after him. But then it always says in Revelation, after those churches that he spoke to them, he said this, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. God wants us to have a hearing ear. We see that theme through the word of God. It's not just knowing the Bible. It's not just knowing about prayer. But God wants us to have a hearing ear and to be able to not just hear but to obey. Hearing ear means one that develops obedience to what he already knows to do and is doing his will. So if God has spoken to you from his word and you've heard it, what have you done with it? Are you obeying it? Are you walking in it? You don't need to hear any more words if you're not walking what God's already told you. And so, oh, we need to have that hearing ear. God, help me to always bow at your word. I remember as a young person, I heard that, and I've developed that type of thing in my life. No matter who it comes from, when I hear the word of God, if I've heard it many times, I bow in my heart and I say, Jesus, do that in me. Lord, make me to be all obedience to your word and to live in obedience. And that is what a hearing ear is. And God wants us to pray about that. It talks about in the Old Testament refers to God wants to dig our ears. He wants to do something to cause our ears to be opened that we can hear what God is speaking to us. And so that is so vital and important. And I just wanted to mention that, and that goes along right with prayer and reading the word of God. One type of prayer I want to speak about this morning is waiting on God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not faint. And so we see in the word of God, it says that we are to wait upon the Lord. What does that mean? One type of prayer is getting quiet before the Lord. Sometimes, you know, a person is just using one type of prayer. But we need to learn to use all the different types of prayer that God has given us. And one of them is learning to wait. Waiting in his presence. Looking to him. Let him come and just fill our hearts with his presence. And many times he'll speak to us. He'll make himself real that empowers you to go out into the day because you're getting saturated with his presence. So the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. How many of you can run and not get weary? I can't, <laughs> naturally speaking. But the Bible says spiritually, if you learn to wait and take his strength, you'll be able to run and not get weary. Hallelujah. So we need that kind of strength. I've been praying, Lord, make me 10 years younger. <laughs> I had one sister tell me, 
I'm praying 20. I said, you know, that sounds better than the 10. <laughs> but just think about spiritually. You don't have to pray to be 10 years younger. The Bible says if you wait upon the Lord, he, oh, hallelujah, he's going to renew your strength. You're going to mount up with something that you didn't have, naturally speaking. He's going to give you power and strength to go through those difficult places to meet the day. Hallelujah. When you learn to wait on the Lord and let him renew you and strengthen in you. So that's vital. So don't be afraid if it ever gets quiet in a time of prayer and there's nothing going on. You're thinking, come on, how come no one's praying? What's going on here? You know, sometimes that type of prayer is just, the Bible says, waiting on the Lord, just sitting in his presence. We have to learn to do that. Try it. Get still before him. And many times that will happen, even in a service I've seen, where his silence will just settle on us. And that's the Lord, him just filling in us and empowering us with his presence. Another type of prayer is praise. How we need to learn to praise the Lord. That's a type of, of prayer, praising him. Sometimes, you know, you're, in a, you're getting hit left and right and, and maybe darkness or battles and things you're in. But learning to have that type of prayer, praising the Lord. Now, we heard one of the young people talked about it. Singing praises unto him, and we endeavor to do that here and encourage it. Your life will be changed if you learn to wait on him and then learn to praise him. Jesus, I praise you. You know, you can't worry and praise the Lord at the same time. Did you know that? Try it. If you're going to worry, you're going to be thinking about, you're going to mull over things that happen, what somebody said, how awful these things are happening, and that thing will just get you discouraged where you want to give up. But the Bible says, rejoice evermore. In everything, give thanks. And it talks about praising the Lord. And that's a weapon. There's a stories in the Old Testament where the groups of them were sent out and they were told to be praisers. They didn't have their weapons. Their weapon was praise. And did you know that when they were praising the Lord, they, God sent ambushments where they fought against each other, the enemy, and they were defeated. And here the, the, the children of Israel went out and they were praising the Lord. And so God wants us to learn to use that weapon, to praise him. And I want to read just a scripture that we're all probably familiar with, and you probably memorize it, and if you haven't, it's a good chapter to memorize, and that's Psalm 100. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It doesn't just say praise the Lord, but it says you have to make it. That means when you don't feel like it. You got to open your mouth and say, Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, I thank you. Even though I may feel this uh, fear or this doubt or depression, whatever may come against you, the Lord tells us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. God wants us to serve him with gladness and come before his presence with singing. He wants us to have a song in our heart and praise unto our God. Praise the Lord. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And so he wants us to be thankful unto him and to bless his name. This is a type of prayer that God has given us, and he wants us to use that. For the Lord is good. Hallelujah. And it says his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. And so we enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise unto him. And victories are won by praising the Lord. And God wants us to, 
to pray and ask him to help us. Lord, help me to praise you under all circumstances. Lord, help me to praise through every dark cloud. Help me, Lord, to live in your joy. It may try to knock you, but you rise up and you praise him. And then victory will be won in that type of prayer. Another type of prayer that we have is group prayer. This next week, we're going to be having prayer and also this church has been founded on prayer. And not just our, I'm going to talk a little bit about personal prayer shortly, but I want to just mention something about group prayer. How important it is to pray together. There's power in prayer, but you get a group that are in faith. In fact, that's why I'm so looking forward to the pastor's retreat also. You have all these people of faith, and when they start praying and getting together, what God will do. But not just pastors, all of you. We have this privilege of praying as a group. And a pastor has just given us some, uh, a little uh, guiding posts to help us in how to pray as a group. We've had people come in, and I don't mean this bad, but they've had their own little ideas how they want to pray, you know, as a group. And it's not, you know, it's, it really takes um, working together and being sensitive to the Spirit and, and, and praying together. When one person leads out in prayer, the others agree, and, and you know, we had, used to have some that oh, everybody's praying a different prayer, and that's not group prayer. Group prayer is when you have a group, and there's a need, and you all, there, someone leads out in prayer for that need, but we're all in faith, praying and agreeing with that person, saying, God, we're believing as they're leading out, and you're agreeing with what they're saying, and then maybe after that person finishes praying about that, maybe another one, the Lord gives them a thought of how to pray even more effectively about, or another need for that situation, and they lead out in prayer for it, and maybe another, and then maybe the Lord leads to praise him and to thank him for the victory and that's learning how to pray together as a group and the Lord does that it's really a work of the Holy Spirit and we've had some powerful prayer meetings in this place where God has so come and then how the Lord at the end often and I had this happen when I went to Bible school we'd have a prayer meeting for an hour and at the end of the prayer we'd all say students stand and the power of God would hit that place and it was almost like the Lord saying I'm going to pour out my spirit my blessing upon you because you took that time and prayed there's just a wonderful thing in prayer what God does and sometimes you may not feel anything but if you'll stick with it God will break through and do things in your life and many times when you pray about things you don't feel anything but I've learned if you'll keep at it it will happen all of a sudden boom there it is and you go I sound like Larry Snelling that's what he says boom <laughs> and there it is it happens God does it because he's hearing those prayers and there's something they call it praying through you pray until you see the victory you don't just pray remember in Daniel he prayed and there was the hindrances that came against his prayers being answered but God heard them he was working but there was continued prayer until those hindrances were removed until God brought that victory hallelujah so you and I have something to do with winning victories in this in the kingdom of God for our loved ones and also for our country it's vital and you know I'll tell you a little something <laughs> life is interesting I remember when this hurricane took was 
the couple, not the Michael one, but the other one before that. And a sister came up to me, not anyone here, just someone new that came up to me and said, you know what? You can pray against that uh, Hurricane Florence, but you know what? God's going to judge the United States because of their wickedness. He's not going to answer your prayer. And I said, wait a minute. God's a God of mercy. And listen, if the Christians don't rise up, he's not going to, we have to do our part. We can have the unbelievers blessed because the Christians rise up and believe God to come forth. Don't you believe that when they tell you, oh, look at the world, what's happening. It's God's just bringing his judgment. Listen, God wants to, oh, hallelujah. How many times in the word of God, he turned his heart and blessed the people because they got everyone to repent and they turned to God and called on God hallelujah and God came and he forgave them and victory was won for the kingdom of God and listen you and all of us have to pray we need to do our part you're vital for what's taking place in the world today you pray for this election you pray don't listen to that news you pray that God will win hallelujah that Jesus will come forth he'll raise up right leaders in our country that will see revival. God wants revival in this whole land, not just in our church, but he wants this thing to spread all over and we're believing for it here. God's begun to, begun to work, hallelujah, and we're going to see it in this country. I'm going to prophesy. We're going to see God sweep across this country, hallelujah. We're going to see people healed and delivered and set free. And I've been praying, Lord, save key leaders, these people people that stand up where they're full of the enemy because they're in darkness and they're blinded. God wants to get a hold of some of these leaders where they'll affect the others. Hallelujah. And we're going to see victory in our nation. You pray. You call on God. There's power in prayer. It breaks down uh, uh, bondages and breaks chains. Hallelujah. There's power and victory in Jesus. And so I didn't listen to that lady. I said, when she told me not to pray about the hurricane, and I know others were praying against that too, but you know what happened? And it wasn't just my prayer, it was many that prayed, but that went from a four to a two, and you know, I know there was some disaster, but they were amazed, things started changing. Then when that next one came, I said, you know what, we got to keep praying. I, I tell everybody, keep praying, keep praying, because you know what? Jesus wants us to trust him. Oh, hallelujah. He wants to be there for us. And he is victor, and he does answer prayer. Praise the Lord. And look what the Lord did. I know it's a small thing, but look what he did for us, for our... Um, picnic. It rained and poured the day before. We had a beautiful cool day for our picnic and then the next day it rained again. Look what he did for Market Square. Oh my, that storm was again was flying in here. And they said, get ready, you're going to have winds and rains. And I thought, Market Square, oh boy. All that we had prepared for, all that was so much work prepared. And we said, Lord, we need another miracle. And I know many of you were, were praying and others were praying that God would just intervene. And they said that Hurricane Michael came in speedily and came and finished up his, whatever, his rain and winds on Thursday night at 12 midnight and Friday was beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. He controls the winds and the waves. Hallelujah. You know, they say that they have some way that they can affect these, the, the, uh, the weather. They say that they have something. I don't know all about this 
stuff. You know, there's so many electronic things and so many things beyond us that, you know, they say they can do things. But I tell you something, they think they can control the weather. I got news for them. There's one that controls everything, and that's the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Our trust and faith should be in Him. No matter what you go through in your life and in your family and what you face, God wants us to trust Him. There's a book we've been reading, Absolute Surrender. God wants our lives to be absolutely in God's hands. He wants us to trust Him. He wants us to remind Him, Lord, we're in Your hands. Our trust is in you. Praise the Lord. And so let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Let's wait on him. Let's take advantage of these opportunities to pray as a group. And I want to read just a, a couple verses here. And it's found in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and 20. It says this, again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Of course, we want to believe for more than two or three, but God promises to be in the midst when we gather together to pray. And he wants to answer. He wants to work. He's wanting to do great, mighty things. But do you know that we can tie his hands by our lack of faith, our unbelief, and by asking small, Lord, just bless and do this, you know, and you ask for a little bit. The Lord got after me many times. He'll say, ask largely. Pray that I will do what's in my heart to do. Not what you're, you know, when we were in the chapel, I remember we were just maybe half full in there. And one day I walked in the back of the chapel and uh, the Lord made me turn around and he said, now look at those pews. He said, that's nothing for me to fill that up. To me, it was like, oh, it's going to take a big miracle to fill that little chapel up. I mean, that's how I felt in my heart. And God was getting after me. My faith was small. And he was, his heart, that, and oh, you know what? We started praying and praying. And do you know what? God filled that chapel up. And they came, and one time I said, oh, it's so nice you came. And they said, uh, I'm not coming back. I said, well, what's wrong? He says, it's too crowded in there. I go, oh. <laughs> so I told Pastor Mike, I said, that's not a good thing. So I said, we got to do something. And then they started cleaning up this chat, uh, sanctuary, and then we started coming in here. And I know we're going to have to start putting chairs in here too. But you know what? The thing is... God wants us to ask largely, what is your need? What is the thing you're believing God for? Don't keep it small. Say, Lord, do what is in your heart. Lord, enlarge my faith. I'm praying, I pray, Lord, help me to think faith, speak faith, and walk faith. Lord, I want my life to be a life of trusting you, believing you. And I'll tell you a little secret, too, about pastors. We have things that happen are just joys in our life, but then there's things that happen that, you know, we have to trust the Lord for. So you say, oh, I hope they don't get proud. I'll tell you a little secret. We can't get proud. There's so many things we have to keep trusting him for and just walking low before him because if we don't, we're in big trouble. <laughs> but Jesus is there. 
Oh, hallelujah. He's there to meet every need, and he wants to know that you to know that he's there to meet your need. He knows what you're going through. He knows how you feel and how you think, and God wants you to know that he loves you with an everlasting love, and he's got a plan over your life. He's got a plan for your family. He's got a plan for this church. He's got a plan for our country, and God wants our faith to come up into line with what his plan is. Hallelujah. And his plan is victory. His plan is that he comes and heals, sets free, brings revival, changes our lives. And oh, we need to be people of prayer. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to just end with the last type of prayer, and that's devotional prayer. We need to have a devotion, a devotional prayer. And that means, how do we start the day? The Bible commands us to, to pray. And I want to read, do, just to read a couple verses before I end here. In Psalm 57, if you want to turn to that, in verse 8. Psalm 57, 8. It says this. Awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. God wants us to seek him early. He wants us to begin the day with prayer. I've heard some people say, well, I get up really early. Well, listen, if you can get up early for work, you can get up early for Jesus, right? Because <laughs> remember, he's the one that gave you the job. He's the one that gives you strength to do the job. And I, like I tell people that get blessed, don't forget the person that gave you the blessing or you'll lose the blessing. <laughs> and so you know what? We got to put them first. And you know, maybe you can't spend an hour before you go to work, but maybe you can spend some, maybe 10, 15 minutes. I don't know how you're, what time you get up, but take time before you start the day with the Lord. And it says, we see David learned that lesson. We see through the word of God, they learned to seek him early. In Psalm 63, I just want to read that, verses uh, 1 through 4, says this. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Oh, he wants us to praise him. He wants us to seek him early. And then there's one other verse in Proverbs 8, 17. I want to read that to us. Oh, there's such power in the word of God. Do you get excited over the Bible? I don't, oh, that's just a verse. No, that's the word of God. There's life in it. I love the word of God. I get excited. Anytime anyone reads the Bible, my ears perk up. I go, oh, what is he saying? Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Now, that's a promise. The Lord says if you seek him early, he says you're going to find me. 
God wants he's longing to come to our hearts and we have to get still before him and take that time. And as we take that time, he comes and he satisfies our heart. Hallelujah. He's given us his word too. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And God wants us to take advantage of the time that he's given us. He's given us a time and our time is to seek the Lord while he may be found. And I want to end with this. Romans 14, 17 says this. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When you seek him, he wants to reveal the kingdom of God to you. It's not the things of this light that you can touch or you can see, but it's the joy of the Lord. It's God's righteousness. He reveals himself. He comes and he wants to live out his life within us. He wants to take over. He wants to give us his thoughts, his words, his desires. He will change our lives. Oh, praise the Lord. And so you know what I'd like to say in this Pastor's Appreciation Day? How many want to sign up and say, you know, I want to be a prayer warrior. I want to seek Jesus. I want to be one of those that spend time in prayer because I know it will not only affect my life, but this nation. And God needs us all to be prayer warriors, those that seek him. And so I encourage us all to seek the Lord while he may be found. If you want to be a seeker of Jesus, let's come forward and let's just tell Jesus, Lord, I'm signing up in the army of the Lord to be a prayer warrior for you. Amen.